Hi, welcome to Bear With Me, the Quirky Queer Zone. The place where we get our take on the world from a queer bear point of view. You can contact us by email at podcastbearwithme at gmail.com and Instagram at podcastbearwithme. We're yours. I'm Mark. And I'm Stephen. So apologies to start off the show. Apparently I did say... Yes! <laughs> we apologise. You totally did. How many people How many people messaged you? One. You said it was two. Well, just that there. Oh, but you did say you'd apologise. <laughs> I knew I had caught that when you said it. I knew it. I was like... <gasps> How many times did you have to listen when editing to oh, get it? Oh, like, I was going back and forward, back and forward. <laughs> so yeah, just the one apology, because... It is, so very quickly. Yeah. Shall we do what we've been getting up to? What's been happening in your life in the last two weeks? Nothing. Well, nothing's like, not true. It, it, no, kind of is. You've not. You had a night out last night. It was your Christmas party. I did. Night. It was my Christmas party. I don't know how my voice is going to sound on the podcast, but it feels really rough. And how many shots did you purchase? Uh, not sure. I need to check my bank account. Gotta be honest with you, I was looking at your burger meal you had last night, and that was a little bit disappointing. Do you know it didn't? It, it didn't. It didn't look very well. as good as it tasted. Because it was it, the burger itself was cooked to perfection. It was really, really nice. Um, oh god, right. Um, pending transactions. So apart from oh. you looking at the money, what else was it like? Did you have a good night? Where did you just go? So we went to the Clermiston Inn, which is basically just a pub. It's got a function room at the back, right? And they do like a sit-down meal. Um, there was a singer. So it was a singer rather than a party night. No, so it was a singer that done like. Um, like then DJ'd like halfway through and then come back and done something. It was it was a lot more fun. Uh, uh, I spent about eighty pound. That's not bad. That's not bad. It's not bad for you. Um. So yes, yeah, so that must have been what four rounds of shots really. And we got messages to the podcast this week from Daddy Paul. Silence from me. You you can you can you can go on the fruit. It's all right. He was being nice. He's been he's saying he's enjoying the podcast. Uh-huh. He's looking forward to coming over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you should find it easy to get into the hotel room. Yeah, that was fucking shady. <laughs> that was so fucking shady. Um, and what have I done? I've done nothing much apart from gym work. I've... That, that's about it. Um, so the first thing we've got to yes. about then for us is we've been doing the podcast now officially. Yeah, for over two years over now. two years. Oh, it's like a proper baby. So this is like episode, what, 45? Something like that. I don't because like I never like count that. them. Um, and, there was th- and this is not including the ones we lost. Shut up. We re-recorded them. That doesn't count. <laughs> oh my God, get over it. <laughs> How many did we lose? Shut up. <laughs> so yeah, this is this is episode f- um, 45. And Plus we had like the little half episodes. I know, and we've got what? If we've got one more episode to go this decade yes. before we're officially in the 20s. Well, I suppose it depends if you're here or not. I'm sure we can do it through the week. We could, uh, yeah. Um, and I'll be back on the... The Sunday. Because I, I was in my next one in two weeks' time, which I'll be home for the Saturday, but I'm coming back the Sunday. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's, so it's the week before Christmas. Uh, no, I, I keep forgetting that in my head, for some reason, I keep thinking that Christmas Eve is the Sunday. Yes. And I don't know why. Is that because you've got it off? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm working on Monday, so it's fine. Um, um, but yeah, no, I... No, sorry. Oh, you got, no, go for it. I've not really been up too much. I've been working... And just being really tired. That's really it. Oh, and you popped that squiggly thing in your neck. Oh yeah, yeah. my trapped nerve popped. That that is so much better now. Like I have almost like full movement. It doesn't feel like someone's got a knife in my shoulder blade. But you would pay back now and go back to the two years thing. 
Yes. So for two years we've been doing this podcast, uh-huh. and in two years we've had music done. Uh huh. Several guests. Yes. I don't think have we had a guest this year. Yes. Yes, we had Mirko. And we had Kevin from Your Faces a Sheep. Was Kevin this year? Yes. Yes. Because it was just after Valentine's Day. Speaking of Kevin, he finally got to be yes, a pit girl. Yes, he was spit crew. <laughs> uh, and I bet he was hoping for one to spit on him. Well, filthy boy. I don't know if I went to spit on with that daddy sauce that was um, dribbling oh. in his mouth. <laughs> Oh, vile. So, yes, if anyone was in. was at Manchester? At the Manchester leg of William and Alaska's Race, race Chasers. Chaser. Um, two of the Spit Crew were friends of the pod. We are indeed. Uh, and we had quite a few friends in Manchester go and see it. I didn't get mm. much from friends in Glasgow who went to see it, but no. lots of the Manchester but I know boys. Glasgow was the only venue where they were giving away free tickets. Ah. Through that website that emailed me saying oh we've got free tickets for tomorrow and I was like oh well bitch I'm working <laughs> um, which wasn't as funny as them getting um, the polo lounge name wrong I know that was Big Dipper though leave him alone that's a shame bless him the Paolo lounge the Paolo lounge it was lounge. so funny um, but no I, th- I think that's so in two years I mean do you think we've developed as a podcast? I mean, people obviously are still listening. People are listening, so I don't know. Like, they would need to ask us. I feel like we were doing the same thing we did on the first episode. <laughs> we talk about all the shit that goes on in our lives. Which at the moment is very little. I know. Apart from Instagram listening to us. I know. Best example of this So bizarre. Is walking down Princess Street and going to Stephen going, Oh, I've seen something which would be up your street. Uh, there's a bobble hat with a magnet attachment so you can change, change the pom poms. Um, and it was like, oh, I've seen an advert for it on Instagram or something, but I've never thought anything else of it. And then within twenty four hours, yeah, I, th- I think was it not, but I think it was by the time I got home, <laughs> I literally had the advert on it. But Instagram always listens. It was very terrifying. <laughs> oh, another thing about Instagram, and I've not put it on the notes. Um, Jason Derulo is a pussy little bitch. He complained that he got his dick pic taken off the Instagram. Actually, whined about it like a little girl. It was okay, so- hilarious. Start from the beginning and be context. Who is this person? Jason Derulo, I don't know if that's how you pronounce his name, is a musician. Okay. And he posts thirst traps all the time. Because by the looks of it, he has a very large dick. So what's a thirst trap? You know what a thirst trap is. Everyone knows what a thirst trap is. I'm doing this from a perspective that maybe someone who doesn't. If anyone wants to know what a thirst trap is, look at Mark's Instagram. There's all a thirst trap. I have pictures of the dog on. Uh huh. So you're telling me pictures of the dog is a thirst trap as well? Well, <laughs> it is. Look at my dog. It's not my dog. No, I know, but that's... But... but, so but, 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 but oh, no, my no. God. You want me to explain? So a thirst no, trap... No, no. I want you to apologise. I'm not apologising. my Instagram is not all thirst trap. It's your Instagram is a thirst trap. And then I want you to explain what a thirst trap right, is. Right, a stuff. thirst trap is a picture that is to entice someone to message you to engage in sexual contact, either online or in person. So he posts thirst traps. He he so he posted a picture of himself, and he's a good-looking guy. He's, he's stunning, and a pair of boxer shorts, and you can clearly see his engorged penis through his boxers. And people obviously reported it, as they should, because it's against guidelines. And when Instagram are instituting their community guidelines, it should be above board and applied to everyone, which doesn't always seem to be the case. And his picture got removed um, due to sexual content. 
and he reposted it with a copy of his um, removal notification literally being a pussy little bitch moaning that it got removed and he's like I can't help it my dick is so big you can help taking a picture of your dick hard you don't need to do that you don't need to post that you th- like that wasn't an accident maybe he's a grower no that that was a hard dick in that bo- in those boxer shorts anyway that was my whole Instagram thing total tangent <laughs> so my first one is I yes. I just quite dull this week because I've got lots of news and things local so yeah. the, fir- the first one is obviously um, if anyone is local to Edinburgh Jenna's is closing its doors so one of the longest running department stores yeah. in Scotland is closing its doors and it's going to be recrafted something else um, it's I'm not surprised Jenna's as a business has been it's been as, going down the drain for a, a long time. And it was bought over by, um, not John Lewis, was it Debenhams? Debenhams. It? Yeah. I think and, it green. Yeah. And it, it kind of sat for a while. And to be honest with you, the the guy who's bought it, who owns it, mm. sorry, is going to repurpose it. So it's going to be some shops, but it's going to be a restaurant yeah. and a, a boutique hotel. But so what like use? A, it sounds like a private private apartment as well probably as well. I would imagine would, so because I imagine there's an old manager's apartment somewhere in the building um, I would imagine what they do is probably have that top level yeah. as like executive suites but it'll I, I think anything which promotes any updating to Princess mm-hmm. Street and no offence to Jenna's Jenna's is a lovely department store but it isn't laid out functionally as a department no, store you, anymore you can literally turn a corner and get lost Um and my favourite bit of Jenna's is you go through to the back where the men's department is and it has that lovely big atrium and yeah. open door space and it's, it is a gorgeous space but it's just not practical today's yeah. shopping No. Um, so good luck I mean it's going to be difficult because Edinburgh has a lot of they register their buildings interior and exterior so you yeah. can't physically change, change anything a lot of the interior of the building which is especially great. the old sort of Georgian well pretty Bills. much pretty much the entirety of that back section is protected yeah. so that's why a lot of his planning commission is the roof mm-hmm. and, and the upper stories but no that's it um, and speaking of changes to Princess Street obviously as we had the other week um, Poundland's gone in yes. which I love Poundland's adverts going oh no Princess Street's going downhill because Poundland's over and the company is, in itself knows what it is oh god yeah and, and, and I, I like that and and to be honest with you, but why not? Nothing else is going. Princess Street is no different to any it's other high street. It's full of cheap ta- souvenir shops. But this is it. And it's like, oh, we'd rather have a tatty souvenir souvenir shop. And it's like, eh. yeah, exactly. You might, but we don't. And it's it, it's it is just one of those things. But Princess Street is evolving, and I think the problem is everything's moving off of Princess Street, and like all high streets, everything's yeah. moved away from it. But there we go. Um. It's all yours, really. I know. I was just getting it up. Oh, my next one was so much more fun. So I there was an article with um, Drag Race Pokemon crossover because I know how much Stephen loves a Pokemon. They're all Pikachu's. Me. They're all just <laughs> different colored Pikachu's. Um, but it's it is down to them doing a lip sync and everything. It is yeah. awful. It done the rounds on Facebook a while ago. I think this is the second time I've seen it again. But just because we do a lot of Drag Race, it was such fun. It's just, I mean, it's like, wow, we're going to have this Pokemon look rough as hell in yep. drag. Although my character in Pokemon Sword is looking so metrosexual. Of I will course. Show, I will show you later on. It's awesome. <laughs> um, must say, Pokemon Sword, thoroughly enjoying it, um, is 
back to what Pokemon Red and Blue was rather than Let's Go. I have no idea. You do. I really don't. You do. I really, really don't. You, do. you say that, but I don't. You do. You do. You do. You do. I don't. I literally had Pokemon Go for one day so I could catch a Pikachu. I did it, and so I had complete oh. Pokemon in my eyes. Oh, I know. And then my next one is a life event story. Yes. So and you were full on shady about this. I was this. not full on shady. You were full on shady. Stop trying to throw me on the bus. I'm not throwing you under the bus. You're trying to throw me under no, the I'm bus. Not. So I'm like throwing you under the bus. This involves someone getting full under exactly. the trap. Shady. <laughs> shady. So. We've, we've talked about Flynn a few times on the podcast yes. so Flynn is an adorable puppy whose dad has failed to give him his own Instagram page I know <laughs> right. but why do you keep why fail why? to give him an Instagram why, page why why Sam why hasn't Flynn got his own Instagram page oh now that's shady because you know the answer why to I, would like gets... to know the, I would like to know this answer Sam because <laughs> Flynn gets more likes <laughs> <laughs> so unfortunately poor Sam did have an incident with the tram tracks and came off his bike and did do him quite a bit of damage to his mm. knee poor boy um, but you know it's that moment of going how, how did he do much damage he's teeny tiny he didn't have much that like far to fall <laughs> I know but he still took a chunk out of his knee um, so poor Sam, poor Sam damage but it was the worry that you know Flynn almost came from a single parent family home there <laughs> you know poor puppy and that was the shady part because like, that came out of your mouth within seconds <laughs> of telling me I know poor Flynn <laughs> I mean what's he done to deserve this um, but speaking of that it was um it was one of the rugby boys' birthday nights on Friday mm-hmm. night, and it was a rugby Christmas night last night. Yes. So surprise off, I haven't heard from Sam this morning. I think he may have alcohol poisoning. That's true, because he's not been on Instagram. <laughs> he's normally, like, throwing up Instagrams all day on a, a Sunday. Um, so, so I think the dogs maybe oh. curled up in him without looking at him. Oh. But no, Flynn totally needs his own Instagram page, because that yes. would be a great picture of Flynn sitting next to him going, I almost come from a single parent's home. <laughs> oh, poor Sam. Um... And then, obviously... Next, next one's yours? Next one is mine, but you were kind of... I picked this up because it was looking into what you were doing with BCMP. Yeah. So, obviously, December the 1st. It's World AIDS Day. Yep. And there was an article which was quite interesting, which was um, the UK's 1980s headlined for AIDS in the media yeah. at the 1980s. Now, remembering 1980s, 40 years ago, mm-hmm. it's always terrifying when you say it like that. Shut up. Because it still feels like it's only 20. I know. Um... Why my phone's being weird? It's not picking it up. Sorry, I'm trying to get the article back up because the article had some of the headlines are yeah are you know and it's not surprising because some of them you know it's the sun and it's got you know gaze and fear the dreaded revenge after attack on boy you know Britain threatened by gay plague virus you I'd shoot my son if he had AIDS says the vicar my two sons gay plague agony you know. Um, Rock's, the Rock Hudson one yeah. dying of it it was I mean it was, it was I, th- I, th- I think because we're we were kids at that yeah. point you even born just 83 yeah so you so I'm I, I was kind of at school at this point so yeah I, so I only just remit and I'm, the only thing that I really remember what, what are you doing with my hat um, nothing Stop turning it into a hipster hat. I'm turning it into a boat. Oh my god! Um, the, the the only thing that I can really remember, sort of from the eighties and anything to do with AIDS, was that the two adverts, the one with the iceberg and the one with the big huge tombstone. That's really all I remember. But it's st- still, I mean, in the UK we did have a hugely terrifying oh, campaign. God yeah. Um, but it's. It, I just think it's so different to how it's 
how it's spoken about in advertising now, and I know there's a lot of we've talked about it before with um, zero means. No, you, sorry, you, under, you. Under, thank you. <laughs> I don't know why I always think of it as zero. Um, you plus you, um, and it's in that change of it, and again, yeah. along with the. Have you been following the tests for the HIV vaccine? Yeah, which which I think is is, is interesting, and that's going to be another. Was, there was a new article saying that if it gets through the next lot of tests, that could be available by the end of two thousand and one, twenty twenty one. Which I think, which is huge. It is huge, and that's a, it's the sort of thing of then do they roll out to to gay men, or is it a national rollout of a vaccine where it's I, like. And then you've got the the anti-vax kids, oh. parents going well. I can't deal with anti-vaxxers. I just I just can't. I I I struggle with the understanding. I can I understand the concept of as a parent you saying, I do not want my child to have an MMR vaccine, but I do want them to be vaccinated nope. against the three things. So I want three separate injections. I I understand that again. We've proved there is nothing wrong with the MMR vaccine, nope. but I understand as a parent as. If that was your choice, you can choose to do that. I wouldn't choose not to have my child vaccinated, though. It's a bit like having a dog and saying, oh, I'm not going to vaccinate my dog. It's... I, I just don't understand it because the, the anti-vaxxers... And it's, it's, it's starting to become a big thing in the UK. It's, it's huge in America. And we're, we're seeing things that we never had for such a long time because we had managed to eradicate it because more than was it like 91% of the country was vaccinated and these things are now killing children I, I just I don't understand the logic in them saying oh but this vaccine has mercury in it and mercury is bad for you sodium's bad for you either but you're still going to put your salt on your fries when it's mixed with something else and combined with something else it makes it a different thing but it oh it just it frustrates me to no end. Do you not think my example is it's um it's memory? These people haven't lived through any epidemics of these va- th- because these people were vaccinated. Things. You know, and therefore they don't know the horrors oh, of it. It's like people can die from the measles. We never we, like up until recently that wasn't a thing because people were vaccinated. I, oh, I, I literally get just so frustrated. I, I can't have a, I can't have an intelligent argument with these people. I can't do it. Anyway, back to the whole HIV thing. So, obviously, on BCMB, I do this whole thing where I turn everything red for the day and try and encourage anyone to turn their images red and whatever. Um, so, just a couple of stats about Scotland, particularly in Scotland. And these were furnished from Waverly Care, wavelycare.org. Go to that. It's a brand new website. The logo's amazing. It's a new, like, love heart. Great. Um, well, I love I love Waverly Care. Um, so, a, a couple of things just in Scotland. So, it's estimated that six thousand and twenty six people are living with HIV in Scotland. Um, Five thousand four hundred eighty four of them have been diagnosed, um, and the other four hundred uh, five hundred and forty two may be infected but undiagnosed. So, in Scotland, it means that one in every nine hundred two people are living with HIV. Um, but remember, Scotland had a, a larger HIV infection rate in the 80s. Yes, we did. Less to do with gay people and more to do yeah. with the drug problem and it had in the 80s. In 2018, there was only 320 new diagnoses in Scotland, which is really good. I think that's the lowest it's been for a long time. So in Scotland, we've now reached what they call the 90-90-90, which is huge. It's like, it's the benchmark that... The, oh my God, leave my hat alone. It's the benchmark... Stop it! 
What am I, listen to what I'm saying. I'm listening to what, what you're am saying. I'm saying. So uh, Scotland we've got to 50-50-50 which is no, the benchmark. No, no, 1990-90. Okay, I got the number wrong, but yes, I was listening. No, but it's no, but the number's important. <laughs> okay, you weren't listening. 90, go. Right. So um, the benchmark <laughs> um, is 1990-90. That's what it's called. So the targets are that 90% of the people living with HIV have been diagnosed. 90% of the people that are diagnosed are receiving treatment and 90% of those on treatment are undetectable. For the first time ever, Scotland's hit that target. So we're at 91% of people that have been diagnosed, which is great. Mm-hmm. The more people that have got it that are diagnosed, the better it is for everyone. That's a no-brainer, it's as yes. simple as that. Um, we have 90, 98% of the people that are diagnosed that are on effective treatment. Mm-hmm. So these people are on PEP, the post-exposure mm-hmm. prophylaxis. PrEP. No, PEP. PEP, sorry, the PEP. post, you're yes. correct. It's just your accent. Shut up. Um, so that's that is amazing that ninety eight percent of the people that have been diagnosed with HIV are on effective treatment, and it's effective treatment. It's not just treatment; it's effective treatment. Yeah. Um, and this is where, where this whole U equals U yes. comes in. Um, and ninety four percent of those on treatment are undetectable. Again, it's the highest it's ever been, which is fantastic. So I mean. I, I I don't know, I think I just have this thing that in the UK it's not, PrEP isn't available for everyone. Yes. And it's not available on NHS for everyone either. Yes. I generally think that they should be offering PrEP to anyone that feels that they need it. Not just, at the moment, it's um, men who sleep with men and that's the, the criteria that's like the base criteria so at the moment you can unless you're buying it yourself yes you have to be a man who identifies as sleeping with another man having unprotected anal sex and there's a lot of I mean I have a lot of friends in London Manchester who are having to buy yeah but I want to know why so I think the same amount it costs to give someone a lifetime supply of prep is the same amount it used to cost to give someone treatment for HIV for a year so why can't we just roll it out and give everyone that's having sex prep? I think the long, I, I understand, but I think to, to me the, lo- the long term guilt at the moment is they still don't 100% know the long term effects of prep. They don't. No they don't. Um, and that's explained to you quite clearly when you go along to, to take it yeah. as well of as well as the side effects of prep. So like sort of the, the kidney damage, yeah. things like that which is what the vaccine will hopefully C- yeah. Counter, and if the vaccines are one off, sure. And it is as, a one off. As, yeah. as as a country, I'd be looking at longer term. Okay, it's fine saying buy all this prep, but in actual fact, if we don't, if the vaccine's going to be out in two years, yeah, the, the the prep at the moment is less of a priority in that respect because we're giving it to those who are at highest risk, which is which is no no, which I, is and, I, and I get that, but I and. In the UK, we still supply free condoms. We do, and and you know, safe sex is a choice as well as oh, unsafe no. sex. Uh, no, absolutely. But and I think we're better educated than a lot of other areas. Oh no, we are, and uh, and I think that comes from the fact, particularly when it comes to safe sex and HIV and AIDS and all that. I do think that because Scotland are given high risk cases prep on the NHS I think that we are more aware we are more educated about it um, oh I just want to give some more facts about 
globally HIV because oh, like I'm trying to articulate what I'm trying to say you want to give more stats no no I know no relevant um, to what we're talking about no it is and I think that World AIDS Day should be bigger than it is it's, it's, it's huge but like my, my, my work done nothing for it no, like why the hell not Mine said, but they would do something. They do something for Pride. And, yeah, and it's that. I think that. I know it's actually stupid as an organisation. They justify that our community involvement was yeah, Pride, exactly. But but we've then, but then it's like okay, we've done a cancer awareness thing as well. The the, the problem is with HIV and AIDS. I think a lot of businesses look at it still as it's a gay thing. Yes, and we've already done Pride. Pride incorporates the whole LGBTQI plus yes. community. HIV and AIDS is seen still it sounds, it sounds awful, no. the media still present no, it, it as a gay only yes. disease and that's why in my head it, it doesn't get the coverage it deserves yeah um, so yeah, so some global facts and these these are quite I was quite shocked when I read it because it's obviously it's increased from last year which was yeah. still quite shocking so uh, 37.9 million people globally are living with HIV mm-hmm. that's horrendous and what's even worse is the majority of that is in developing countries and a lot of it is in, is in Africa because there is no way to get the drugs to them. Yeah. It's as simple as that, um, which is just horrendous. Um, in 2018, there were 1.7 million new case, new, new infections. Um, but what's really good is that it's a 40% decrease in the decade before it. So in the noughties, yes. I was saying was higher... Yeah, the new cases. So yeah. we've dropped by forty percent, which is amazing. Um, in two thousand and seventeen, there was twenty one point seven million people accessing antiretroviral therapy, which is great. Still not fantastic because that's still leaving over sixteen mil- uh, six uh, yeah six uh, six million people. What are you? Oh, <laughs> um, that's over six million people that are not on treatment. Um, but that again is up compared to the year before where it was only 19.4 million were getting treatment um, and only 79% of the global HIV population population is the word <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry no when you look at someone I'm, and you want to give them the word I know but when I do this you usually shout at me because you know <laughs> I'm having a bad day um, so yeah you're um, blaming your hangover, which you don't have. I, no, I'm, I've not got a hangover, I'm just really tired. So yeah, seven, uh, 79% of the people globally know their status, which is not enough. It's as simple as that, it's yeah. not enough. So yeah, that's. I, I need to stop because it's a bit okay, heavy. We'll, we'll come <laughs> off that. So my next one again is back to us locally yes. in Edinburgh, um, which is because Edinburgh loves a plan. So we've, oh. we're currently in development for the gardens. So Princess Street Gardens are still in development. I yes. still want to pop along and see that, actually. Um, but I found an article about an Edinburgh arena. Now, this is not the first time I've seen this proposed. Because yeah. I think when I was in Edinburgh in the early 2000s, there was a, an arena proposed then that fell through. So this is another proposal for another arena in Edinburgh. Um, you're better than me, because I don't really know where it where it is. So it's outside Ikea, basically. Right. That direction. Okay. So away from all the public transport. Yes, so so literally, so you you popped that onto the notes as I was reading it, which is hilarious. <laughs> which is good because it means we're thinking yeah. the same thing to um, talk about. Yeah, I mean, 
it's a fantastic idea because it's, it's going to have a hotel, it's going to have shops and everything. So it's going to be a whole complex complex outlet that has a huge arena in it, which makes sense. It Cause, does. Because I know from my point of view, so if I've got family coming up who maybe want to see a concert at the moment, your option is to go to Newcastle. Yeah. You either have to stay overnight or drive home late. Or Glasgow. Or Gla- yeah. It, that, that's the extreme. So it's 50 miles or 150 miles. Yeah. Well, sorry, 100 miles. Glasgow, and um, in, in that that's your options. So there being accommodation at the arena, yes, as long as it's affordable, is yeah, and that that's and the, the thing the is, if it's thing. not affordable, you know that like travel lodge and that are going to pop up. Oh god, yeah, around it somewhere. Yeah, um, my only my I think it's a fantastic idea. It's great. It's going to bring in because Edinburgh whole, doesn't have anywhere to host. We, we don't really not at that size and that capacity. So we do miss out on the big artists but it's the public transport infrastructure it's kind of shitty to get it's, it's not it's not easy to get to it's probably easier to come into town and get a train to Manchester uh, Glasgow yes than it is to get out to but then getting to Glasgow Arena is also still not yeah it's still not as easy as as that I mean I imagine they'd run a direct bus route I would, ima- I would once imagine it's, so. once it's up um, but I just thought that was interesting because it's I mean Edinburgh still for all Edinburgh is a capital city, it's still developing. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll not talk about the trams. <laughs> oh. Although I think you made a really valid point about the trams when we were walking home the other night, um, which I think a lot of people don't realise around how, why and how they're expanding. Yes. So do you want to talk about that? Because I didn't know about this and I thought it was quite interesting. About the, the, like the whole reason why they're expanding it down? Now, yes. So... When they were when they're building the tram say, infrastructure, it's a line. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's a multi multi line. Manche- Manchester's tram system is still yeah a line. It um, just goes in several directions. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, I'm going to so go blonde. <laughs> they, just make sure you do it right and don't go with peach. <gasps> peach is in. <laughs> it's really not. Um. So yeah, the. When they had how much it was going to cost to build a tram line, they had a figure. It went over budget by a good amount. You know, nothing like the Parliament building. Nothing like the Parliament building. At least the Parliament build the the tram system works. Yes. Um, but they went over budget, and it was this for for a long time. It was like, oh, it's not going to make the money back, and it has to give us all this money back. Blah blah blah. It made his money back and more in quicker time than ever expected because guess what? It gets used, and it's actually a like I got. The tram is like two minutes from my house, so it's the quickest and easiest and most fuel efficient way for me to get in and out of town. And it's never empty unless it's five o'clock in the morning or eleven o'clock at night. And it's like people people don't understand that it made its money back, and it's making its money back, and it's making more money back. So they're putting more money into extending the line, and probably eventually they'll maybe have a crossover line that maybe instead of going east to west maybe goes north to south yeah it's and to me that's what was fascinating is it's the fact that it's made money it is causing a I think the tra- they're using the trams as the reason for the disruption at the moment and, yes and, which it's n- not all of that is trams work no because that whole bit so um, a section at the end of York Place yeah so in front of John Lewis yes. in New Edinburgh it is beside not far from the scene so up from from no, where the gay pubs are yeah things. it's literally over from the street yeah 
but it is it's been a bomb site since yeah. since the end of August. It just seems to be like they decide what the layout's gonna be and then they dig it up and redecide and then dig it up and redecide. And I think we're on the, th- the third or fourth dig up now. Yes. And it's like get your shit together guys. It's it, it's uh, annoying, it's frustrating. Um, it is it is and and then of course the buzz pictures at the moment which, which I'm sure will make oh my god so, so of course the new Star Wars movie is coming out and if last time around they had the flappy thing this isn't this isn't the movie this is from the show the, oh, the from TV the, series right, the, the Mondarian or okay. whatever it's called I have no idea, no idea. It's, a, it's a Star Wars thing yes um, so they had the little flappy things yes the little chicken bird things. on the last big yes. movie and this time around they've got baby they've Yoda. got a baby Yoda but the scene they've done is great it's like baby Yoda's a cat have you seen? <laughs> oh, I don't know if I sent it to you. Have you seen? It's I don't know if it's a yes. meme or something. Where is the music? The, the, the little song. crossover. Yes. Oh my god, I'm living <laughs> for that. That is, I sent it to you. That is yes. you. What you are? Your baby. Your baby Yoda. You are the annoying one. <laughs> I've never ever said I was. No, annoying. I know. But that is just like <laughs> stop it and you do it again. Stop it and you do it again. Stop it. <laughs> that is you. But it's the perfect song because it's just like baby Yoda's face. It's just like. Oh, music and it's Lizzo. I love the fact that he just picks him up and puts him on the other side. It's like, yes. that's gonna help. <laughs> um, and that's it. anything else, kind of buzzy wise, um, or media you've seen, or you kind of want to talk over, or not really. <gasps> the Vida de Campos song. Oh my god, it's so good. So we've had two drag race because we've had two. Should we talk about that now, or should we do it in my drag race section? Do you in the what are you section? talking about? So because you... I was going to do Davina and something Wong's song. <gasps> yes. Should we, we do it in Drag Race? Yeah. We do it in Drag Race. So we've had no questions. No, I don't right? think so. Well, we did have questions from Paul, but that's because he's going to beat the crap out of you and be mean and horrible, which is going to be great. But I quite like that. So it's kind no, of no. I know. I did, I did say that. It's like he's going to enjoy that. <laughs> oh, I'm still looking forward to seeing you in the flesh because you say he's tiny. I don't say he's tiny. I say that in comparison to the way he makes himself look in his Instagram <laughs> photos, because he takes them all from the floor upwards. <laughs> um, he's not, but it's the same with ev- It's the same with everyone that I've met. I always like so. My I'm always going to use this as a perfect example. Is so when I first met the fireman. Yes. All his photos on Instagram and on Grinder and everything he posts makes him look like he's like six four, six five. Uh-huh. And when he opened his door and he was like an inch shorter than me, it was like, oh, bitch. But that's like everyone on Instagram. You always think they're bigger than they are in real life. And that's with Paul. Paul's just average size. So what happened when you met me? Well, no, you told me, <laughs> you told me what size you were. So um, it was fine. I knew that you were going to be like 6'3". 6'3", 6'4"? 6'2". 6'2". So... Must have had your heels on that day. <laughs> so that's where general knowledge thing. So we're running yes. thing. Not much going on. Bingham still is coming up. In 2020, yes. in August, Nottawa. Um, oh, I did forget the Ravens have their Hadrian Cups coming up soon. Their registration's yes. just opened. And the Bulls had their fundraiser the other week mm-hmm. and had along a bunch of the UK Drag Race girls turned up. Ah, uh, yeah. Uh, drag, which was great. Because thankfully, Martin and all of his thirst traps yes. <laughs> in blue took pictures with his phone. Um, but if you are in Birmingham, the Bulls event was great. I'd always recommend going to see that. If you're in Newcastle, I'll get the dates for um, the Hadrian Cup coming up. It is a great mini tournament. Go along and watch and support the guys there. Um, and now we're time for... Do you want a break? 
Including yes. the break music. Break music. Da 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 da. So thank you for bearing with us and all of the nonsense we're talking through today. And we're back. And we're back. So we've been to see one, two, three, four, five movies. Yeah. So first one you'd already seen, but I came along you came along with me to watch it a second time. Have you seen it three times yet? Um not yet, so I'm going to see it again on Tuesday. So Charlie's Angels. <gasps> so good. The reboot. Oh of my reboot. god. It was awesome. There, was, there's nothing I, like there's so much that I can say and there's so much I probably will say but it was it was exactly what the franchise needed it oh. was fun it was campy it was quirky so many the angels were so good and um, oh Hadrian's Cup is the 6th to the 8th of March 2020 that's grand sorry I'm just checking that's fine sorry right. you, you can add it to the notes um, I will do once we're <laughs> recording the podcast <laughs> <laughs> So Charlie's Angels. Yes. Um, so basic basic plot: bad bad guy, good guy. The angels are good guys. How are they going to resolve it with the yeah. crossover of? It's the bad guy who you really think it's going to be. Yes. With an added dance sequence. Oh my god, that dance sequence was awesome. With, it was so good with clumpy heels. With one angel who you're not really sure if she can walk in her heels <laughs> or not. Um, I think the casting was really good. I'm not a huge fan of Kirsten Stewart. We know can't, because you judge her from Twilight. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Which your um, favorite actress was also in. She's not my favorite actress. She's totally one of your favorite actresses. Mm, no, I I love her. I think she's hilarious, but she's not like my favorite actress. She's one of your favorite. She's not. You rate her top she's like, ten in your yeah, actresses. Yeah, she's like top ten. There we go. But... Ten is a favorite. Um, <laughs> What's her name? You tell me. No, because I get it wrong every, every time I say it. It's Anna Kendrick. Me. So, yeah. Um, so, Elizabeth Banks wrote and produced it. Yeah. Which I thought was amazing. Um, my, my takeaway, like, not even, like, plot things, is the fact that they had Laverne Cox at the very end. So, it's very a, a, a female empowerment movie. Yes. Um, which, you know, we need more of. Um, and at the very end, they have, like, the old angels doing training with the new recruits yes and I thought how awesome it was because you don't, you don't get to see it and it wasn't it wasn't a plot point that we had a trans actor yes in was, a role it was just it was just the fact that it was just a, a quick 10 second snippet and it was Laverne Cox and I thought that was absolutely amazing it was great casting great choice a brave choice for what Hollywood is yeah because you don't get to see a lot of trans actors just and I should stop saying trans actors because she's an actor that's it there's yeah. you know there shouldn't be the prefix of trans it's also the scene um, where she jumps out the hell like the yes. is <laughs> um, so yeah the plot point is that someone's whistleblowing on the company because their electrical device can kill people yeah it's oh it's it's so over the top it's, it over the to- it's like a James Bond over the top it's good fun and the the assassin is hot with the tattoos oh the the ropey boy who never talks yes <laughs> he was he doesn't need to talk he's just standing and look pretty he, he may as well have been extra from Peaky Blinders probably has been um, and then the next one we went to see was Knives Out <gasps> yes 
So for anyone who likes an old-fashioned whodunit, that is pretty much what Knives Out is. It's less Clue, much yeah. more Poirot. To, yes. To, to, oh, have you seen that they've officially announced the second the one? The second Poirot. one. Is it Death in the Nile? Death in the Nile. Yeah. Which we kind of knew. Yeah, because it's where... The cast looks amazing. Because it's where they, they leave the train at yeah. in um, the first one. So yeah, back to Knives Out. Yes. <laughs> Bear with us. Um, <laughs> so back to Knives Out. Um, great casting. Some underused yes. characters, which was a bit frustrating. Um, but but some... It is very Agatha Christie in the respects of if you watch it carefully, you know exactly who the murderer is from the beginning. Yes. It tells you step by step what has happened. However, it does do the reveal at the end where they're explaining who has done it. Yeah. Um, which is great and it's lovely shot. I mean, there's, it even has the world's most awful car chase scene. Oh my god. The. But it was fun. That's what I liked. Not like it was so self-deprecating. Oh god, I knew what it was. It oh, wasn't pretending god, to be yeah. anything else. And I liked that. And they clearly every single actor enjoyed playing it. You could see that, that they were just having fun. They were like, ah, let's <laughs> do a fun movie. We're going to take the piss out of ourselves." But the script was really good. It was really like, well it was a really clever, intelligent script. Um, my favorite character was Meg, the the daughter. That was getting their tuition paid for. Who you kind of want to like and then don't like. Yes, but then do like because you, then you realise that she was coerced to make that phone call. Yes. Um, but I think I like her because she was played by Catherine Langford, who was Hannah in the first two seasons of Thirteen Reasons Why. Yep. Um, who has the broadest Australian accent <laughs> in real life? It, it's 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 scary. Um, no, I really liked it. Um, it was the grandma. <laughs> that I loved just standing staring not saying a word but totally revealed and yeah is like, like revealed who it was from the word go <laughs> it was great um, but it was there, there was some cracking little scenes in it it was just really it was really the campy mo- it was great there's a family fight scene where the youngest son is Instagram living it I know like, it was, sorry, God, it's it like watching Stephen totally me <laughs> saying nothing but yeah. Instagram living it yep yeah, that's totally me um, like he was a total Nazi murderer Oh, the child, yeah. Yeah, he was underused. That was that was my only yeah. character who was under underused. I feel, um, but he was the guy the guy that was in the room. I want to say was it room. He was good. I en- I enjoyed him. He was good. Good fun. Um, but he was in it and it too as well. It was good fun, and then, um, the secret screening. Yes, was uh, Queen and Slim. Yes. Now, unfortunately for me, it was on a Tuesday night, and after the first yeah. fifteen minutes, I was not interested, so I left. Yeah. Um, I, run... I, th- I think I'll go and see it at some point when yeah. it comes out. I just wasn't up for it that late on the Tuesday nah, evening. I wanted something comedy based, something light, something entertaining. I didn't want to see what, and again, what looked like because we only saw the first fifteen minutes. What looked like another social study on the misinterpretation of what happens with white cops and black citizens and that's I think the twist is going to be more because our two friends well my work colleague who used yes. to work with who seemed they stayed and they said they thoroughly enjoyed it yeah who ironically enough seemed to get the same seats every time there's uh, a secret screening on not that we're talking about this but mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah so I've, I've read the reviews and stuff and it, it 
my take on it was I can't I can't remember what the what the secret screen was that that we watched. What, no, actually, it wasn't a secret screen. I think it was an advanced screen. No, that was a secret screen. We didn't was know what it was. Screen? If it was yeah. an advanced screen, I wouldn't have come. No, not that one. The one with the Le two Mans. teenagers. No, I'm talking about a year ago. Oh, the where she her name. It's her name. It's the name of the movie. Yeah. And she turns uh, into the activist. Is she, is she Angel? I can't remember. Can't but it's remember, the one yeah. where her boyfriend gets shot. Yeah, and it's... And she turns into the activist. It just felt a little bit too reminiscent of that in the first 15 minutes for me. It's, it's, to be honest, I think the twist is going to be the woman is probably more into this than you think and she's set Well, up. no, no, that's not what the woman tells no, you what the twist is. Um, so they get completely ran out of town and they go yeah. to hiding and everything and everyone's looking for them. They become like wanted and then what they don't realise is that someone was filming them and then that comes out right and then they become the heroes of the story so so it works the full twist yeah yeah no I just don't find uh, see it was, yeah, it, was, it was just a bit too dark too serious for me uh, for, yeah. for a late Tuesday night and it's like I wanted something fun I wanted something campy I wanted something that I could sing and bop along to that I could laugh to I wanted Jumanji basically that's what I wanted yeah Speaking of laughing, cry to um, ugly crying in Frozen Two. Oh, that when was they give awesome! At this crying scene, I know, <laughs> full on snot and everything. That was fun, but that's what I love about Disney. Like they are getting into that where not everything is, you know, Pretty, polished. Yeah. Um, so next movie was Gremlins, the thirty-fifth four K restoration of Gremlins. Oh, I loved. It. Obviously, I loved it. I forgot how rough a movie it I is. Know. It is. You wouldn't get away with a lot of the things that it. Oh now. God, no. Um, no! But has possibly the best mother in a oh god yeah. in a horror type movie I've ever seen, and we need more mothers like this because you forget in the first four minutes of meeting the gremlin, she kills four yeah, of them. I know without without batting an eyelid. I, I mean, she blitzed the first one without even looking at it to see what it was. It's like and that no. idiot's son took a whole movie to kill one, <laughs> one. <laughs> well, we burnt them all in the cinema. Yeah, but it took the whole movie. They only wanted to kill Stripe. Um, uh, and the you know even the violence against the dog you kind of forget about. I know. Um, it is. It's just one of those nostalgic. I for I genuinely forgot how some of the scenes were really gross. <laughs> like when they're coming out of the pods. Yes. That's kind of gross. When Stripe gets killed at the very end. Oh, and it's melting. And he's melting. That. That's really, really gross. gross. Yes. And I remember watching that as a kid. No wonder I'm in therapy. Oh yeah, let's blame Gremlins. Shut up, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's things like that. Like you, you wouldn't be allowed to film something like that as a kids' movie now. Yeah. Um, but no, I loved it. I was so happy the whole way through because Gizmo's cute, obviously. It's to be honest with you, the animatronics in Gizmo, you forget how good they are. They were really good compared to the Gremlins animatronics. Yes, but Gizmos... I think there was there were only six Gizmos made. Yeah, for the movie, for yeah. the movie. I'm sure there were only six, and it's the which is nowadays you'd have like six hundred. Yeah, and the expressions on them are phenomenal. You yeah. forget how good the expressions are on them. Um, but it was a, a thoroughly enjoyable Christmas movie, yeah. and then we managed to get last minute tickets oh my to the advanced screen of Jumanji. So we literally ran out of the movie. Stephen went to pee. I went to get three yeah. D glasses, and then we got into Jumanji two. Unfortunately, we <laughs> the, did not get the best yeah. of seats. The o- <laughs> literally, the only two seats in the whole screen, which was annoying because it wasn't. Oh, it wasn't busy. It wasn't busy. Was right at the front. 
so we got a really unique perspective <laughs> off the movie so many big hands <laughs> oh my god yes so if you're ever in a 3D movie don't ever sit at the front because you get that forced perspective of the bottom <laughs> the bottom like Danny Glover was it Danny Glover Donald was it Danny Glover that I was can't that? remember um, at one scene he was full head to toe shot and it literally he turned turned into a triangle <laughs> it was to be honest and Danny DeVito's legs oh, just turned into yeah. huge <laughs> tree trunks <laughs> he looked like Henry Paul <laughs> just like all legs um, it was if you enjoyed the to me if you enjoyed the first yeah. Jumanji you are going to enjoy the second one it is all of those awful movie quirk moments as well but trying to teach your grandparents how to play a movie game yeah so there is a whole plot of every so often in the movie having to explain to the old people that it's a bloody video game over and over and it is, it is, it's, it's the, that look on are we her dead? face as if to say you are in a video <laughs> game you're in a video <laughs> game it's a video <laughs> game you're in a video game it's so we're good. not going to explain it again. no but you had nice things to say about Karen Gillan she did she she looks like she's acting in this one unlike the last <laughs> one where she was so wooden and but awful. remember that she was playing a awkward 13 year old in a very hot woman's body she was playing herself shut up <laughs> um, I love Karen Gillan I'm not going to hear a bad word said to, about to her to be honest with you they're a great cast together they have lots of fun we got two new characters introduced in this one so we got the horse yes which can fly and we got the nin- the um, the Asian safe breaker Ming yes <laughs> Ming, who was Aquafina <laughs> oh my god I so I literally only seen that one trailer that was in yeah the cinema and it was a teaser trailer so you only got to really see the characters that we knew from the first one I did not know Aquafina was in it <laughs> I proper full on gay gasped when she came on it was perfection oh my when she played Danny DeVito's character oh, and she played a 65 year old man but she does it so well she does it so well because it was just her whole body changed was that oh my god I oh I love Aquafina um, it me, was so good and they had um, Jonas back as well yes the Jonas was it Joe Jonas yes Nick Jonas Nick Jonas Nick Jonas it was and, and to be honest, I like that touch of pulling everyone back into it. Yeah. And again, I enjoyed the first one. I like the set. I like the setup for this one. Yeah. And the the end of this one's actually very clever, and I'm hoping we get one more because I'm actually enjoying these as a Christmas movie. Yeah. I think it's. I think this year, they, whoever is doing the Jumanji has done really well because in the UK, Jumanji has just come out on Netflix. Mm-hmm. The last one. Yeah, so, and really it's, good timing. It, it's it's trailing in top ten still. If you're watching, it, and I imagine there's a lot of people, especially at this time of year, will go, will take the kids to see the second one because it's a cheap something to do, but yeah. the Christmas holidays are on. And, um, and it's definitely worth a watch. Huge shout out though to the key keeper in it. To the what? What? The key keeper, the really hot guy that had the key to the box that the jewel was in. I'm trying to remember the scene. Oh yes, the really really hot key keeper. Yes. He literally came on and I was like, <gasps> and we get another dance sequence. We do get another dance sequence. Which it wasn't a- as good as the first one, but it was a good dance sequence. It is hilarious, and um, but not as funny as the cake scene at the end. Um, no, there's a cake scene when they're in Jumanji as well, which he walks through. He walks. They're pretending <coughs> to be the twins. So he walks in and she goes, "Cake!" Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> he, just, he just looks at it. 
Um, although I do miss the pee scene from the first one. Yeah. Which is still one of the best things ever is explaining to the girl how to pee using a penis. It's like, her name! And it was the way that the rock died the first time with the emu. <gasps> oh, God. <laughs> it was just, oh. It was so good. It was just really entertaining. <laughs> I am going to go and see it again. I'm quite up to going to see it again. A format where we can see the the whole screen in the perspective that it should be. I'd I'd go and see it again, but I'd either want to see it in 2D or in 4DX 2D. Yes. I don't really feel the need to see it in 3D again. No. Well, because it was, it was the only screen because it was the advanced screen. That was the reason why we kind of... I'm quite glad we went. It, was, it, it actually was, made it a fun night. It was. It was It was a good finish. Um, and it... The ending is great because they finish on something very similar. Again, it was a nod back to the original Jumanji. Yeah. As you finish with the ostriches running past them in the street. I know, they came into the real world. It was great. It's like, oh, So I, I kind of hope that's where they're going to go if they do a third one. With the third one is having Jumanji open up. As a board game. Turn it back into yeah. a board game, maybe. So they're forced to play it as a board game. Um, it is. It, it was lots of fun. And that's it. So, yes. Drag Race. Drag Race. So Drag Race UK had one more episode. Oh, this week. Can we call it an episode? Which is called It's a Rap Episode. And it was basically yes. them filming the girls watching the screening of the final episode. Yeah. It was a rough ass episode. And, and there was some yeah. awful guests because they had the boy who was really shady to Michelle on Strictly Come Dancing on it. I and know. She, um, but, Craig Revel Hall. Yeah, which this was obviously before. Yeah. Before she'd been on, well, before they filmed, strictly. Yeah. Um, but it, it it was good. It was good to watch people do it. I felt a, I felt a bit rough watching Davina watch the episode with the three of them. Yeah. Because Bagger obviously knew at that point she wasn't. Uh-huh. She she knew she wasn't in the running. Um, but but even watching that edit for Davina, it must have been tough because you knew you weren't going to win. But it is the best hug ever. Because she she hugs the Vivian and it's like. Well, at least I've got all stars. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, wow. The thing is, and like I've not been the most complimentary towards the Vivian. I mean, I, I love her to bits. I think she's an amazing performer. Yes. But as a winner, I've not been the most complimentary because I would have preferred Davina to win. But her reaction when she was announced as a winner, I think was a genuine shock that she won. I do think wholeheartedly she thought Davina had won. Yes, I think she was, she was surprised, but it, and was, it was nice to watch. It was actually a nice, genuine, real moment that wasn't self-edited. But there we go. It was an awful episode. Yes. Back, more importantly, yes. so, so what the girls have been doing afterwards. So we've had two of them release songs, which I've been able to get on iTunes. Yes. Um, Skeddy's released tracks, but hers are all kind of YouTube-specific stuff. Yeah. I love what Skeddy's doing. I think it's fun. I've not really followed But Skeddy. we're going to talk about Davina's and Something Wrong. Yes. Should we do Something Wrong first? Yes. So Something Wrong has a another great song out, which I thoroughly enjoy, but it's interesting because there is a second pause before the song starts. I know. I, I didn't know, literally did not notice until you told me. And it's infuriating because if I have it on a loop track in the gym, I know it's coming because there's a pause. <laughs> um, but she done um Oh, God, what's it called? I don't know. You should have had it ready. You're not prepared. Well, if you wait till I open up iTunes, but my phone's locked. So you're not prepared. Called Crossfire. Crossfire, it is. We, we can play a little bit of it. We can play it for 30 seconds. Oh, that's good. Should we just play the first, yeah. the first little hook? So this is this is the moment that um, Mark likes to talk about because it does have like a few seconds. I'm going to hit play like now, and it starts. I really really like it. Oh, the video is rough as hell. Oh god, yeah. 
but he's I, got a really good voice. He has a great voice. It's a great pop track. Yes. Um, video's a bit ropey. But I I like a ropey drag queen video. I love it. He's a ropey drag queen. Great song. And I thoroughly enjoy it. I think it, it presents more of him if he'd got to the... Um, yeah. The group challenge. The group challenge. I think it would be interesting. Because um, again, I, th- I think they would have underestimated him like they did with Bagger. Yes. Because they do present as rough and they didn't expect Bagger to have that voice. And I think that would have been the same with Don't think something Bagger expected well, to have no. that voice. Um, and then, more importantly, we have Davina oh, DeCampo. Davina! Has her. Is that what Davina's called? Um, a drag race song. Well done. Uh, and it is. Go watch the video. The video is phenomenal. She takes the piss out of everyone. Yes, and in a, in the best way possible. It's the bit at the beginning again. We'll play the bit at the beginning because we can because it's thirty seconds and it's not against the law. Here it is. You know how it goes. I didn't invent the wheel. I just made it better. Hey Alaska, are you ready? So, uh, again, I I love it because it's cam. Again, it's totally campy. It's a drag queen, um, but it's not taking itself self too serious. It like she knows what it is. She's taking the piss out of her. She's taking the piss out of everyone. I, that that bit at the beginning where she's completely ripped off. Um, your makeup is terrible. Yes, from Alaska. Alaska. Um, oh my god, I love it. But I love Davina. I'm a total Davina fanboy. Um, I stand for a Davina. I'm glad you mentioned fanboy. Yeah, because that leads us into our next. Yeah. So, so as you know, we do our Facebook post of the week, post of the week, post of the episode, yes. uh, and sometimes we get interaction with people. Sometimes we don't. Yeah. So you shared Davina. I shared Davina's, and she liked the post. She did. So unlike me, I thought I message back so I kind of just so like, no you were you're being shady towards me. <laughs> totally was. Yes. I'm not gonna hide that. No, I you're totally right. You were being shady. I'd like to point out: Was I being shady or accurate? No, you were being. You're. you're <laughs> was I accurate yeah. in my promise? You were being accurate, but you're being shady towards me. Um, I was accurate. You were being shady I towards was me. Accurate. You were being shady towards so me. So I basically just. So to be the light proposed, and I just messaged back, not thinking anything. We're going great. I'm gonna have to deal with Stephen being <laughs> fanboy, <laughs> and then she's the cheek to like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's like great. Um. So it was nice, and out of everyone we shared, and, so and yeah, my big post shares. It's the first time we've had someone interact back, and it was yeah. nice. Um, so whoever our team is, it's yeah. So because uh, I said I was going to talk about it, so we've now we posted the top three. We've we've tagged them and stuff, and it just goes to show that either Davina, if she's running her own Instagram page, or her team, are happy to interact with the fans. Because it wasn't like it was like hours after we had, I had posted that it was pretty quick after I'd posted it that she had liked it. Whereas when we've posted from of Baga and of the Vivian, it's not even been opened. Like they've not opened their DM, and I think that just goes to show who the the type of team that is working around the drag queens. Whereas one is very interested in being interactive with the fans and the others aren't I'm actually looking at the last time what? you messaged her and it was like at half past four in the morning yeah because I, <laughs> well, I was getting up for work Crazy um, but I think that that really does just show 
it, it's a great I think touch. who's going to have longevity with the fans yeah because if you're willing to interact with your fans your fans are going to stay if you're willing to just be seen you're not going to have that fan base for much longer but yeah I totally fanboyed when Davina liked my post well I did I you totally did. did I know you did that's why I messaged her about I, like say, I, I, you're, I I'm, still fanboy when I, Virginia Wright like, replies back to me uh, that, and then that's awful <laughs> but I do uh, right right so we've gone through Drag Race yeah we've got a few weeks of Drag when does the US Drag Race start again? oh I don't know um, some, someone said it soon someone said it's like in a couple of weeks um, I thought it was before Christmas I thought we were getting like an episode we were getting the Open an episode, then yeah. we're going to have a two-week break. Because we haven't even had Meet the Queens yet. No, I know. Which seems to be slow. So they're maybe holding it back. I think maybe they're holding it back because UK's been popular in America. Yeah, I think UK's Possibly. done better. I think it's done better than they thought it was going to. Right, so Instagram things. Yes. Right. So this week I have picked one of my favourite posts ever, which is Deadlift Bear. So Deadlift Bear I know historically through rugby, mm-hmm. usually through Steeler, and then had some issues he then got into powerlifting but he is also into leather and has some of the hottest cutest pictures ever so it's it's i love his profile because it goes between him and his leather stuff or him at the gym or him randomly wandering around yeah um which i love i love a good mix in instagram posts and um, but he is very handsome so i'm gonna pick him just because it makes me happy oh and he's cute oh have you been sending thirsty pictures to each other again? I know him. Why would I send him thirsty pictures? Because you, you send everyone thirsty pictures. I don't send anyone thirsty pictures. Lies. Probably just my Instagram is thirsty. Lies. Um, so my post, well, page. Yeah, your is, link doesn't work. My link does work. Your link does not work. Why? Because, oh my, I keep showing you how not to do this. Hit done. Oh, look, what happened? What happened? What happened when you done it right? It didn't work. It worked. It works. Yeah, there we go. So it's... Kathy Griffin. So, do you know who Kathy Griffin is? She's the one which Trump. Oh my God! No, she's more than that. This, this is why. That's why I picked her. Oh my but God! You were asking if oh. I that was going to be my reference. Oh. She is the one which Trump had investigated. Yes, but she's effectively an American comedian. No, she's not effectively. She is an American comedian. Okay, she's an American comedian. She's an American comedian. So I remember her back in the day when she was on Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields, right? And I loved her, and then. Because that was the only thing that I'd seen her on, because obviously we live in the UK and she was doing a lot of stuff in America. Um, and then she kind of disappeared. And then she'd done this reality show called The D-List, My Life on The D-List, which was one of the very first unscripted reality shows in America. And it was hilarious. And it was pretty much just about her day-to-day life and the fact that she's a celebrity, but she's not a major celebrity. But she wants to be, and she loves all these people, but her comedy show is dissing all these people. And then she done all these Bravo specials, and she's had the most Bravo specials. It's been aired on TV, and she's won awards for it. But she's never managed to catch the fame or the popularity that her male counterparts have. Um, she was really good friends with Joan Rivers. She took over from Joan on Fashion Police when Joan died, and then stopped because it was going in a completely wrong direction that she felt was wrong for her and the show, yeah. and Joan's reputation and then there's a whole thing about people were thinking that she was this is Joan Rivers and she wasn't really blah 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 and then the Trump thing happened yep um but she's she's so funny 
and you used to be able to find all her um, comedy specials on, on YouTube, YouTube yeah. and you can't find them in well, there's like three and she's done like 14 um, so yeah so she posted a it was a photo it was to cause controversy controversy and to cause conversation and it was a full face mask of Trump covered in blood and she was holding it in her hand and Trump basically caused her to lose every single job that she had like she done New Year with Anderson Cooper um, she had a whole load of sponsorship deals that were cancelled she was investigated by the FBI and the CIA for like terrorism and things and it was just absolutely fucking ridiculous but she fought back and she went to court and she then done a documentary thing about it and she's probably more famous and more popular now and I love her because she knows she knows what she is she knows that she's as she calls herself a funny lady that loves the people that she bitches about so yeah I love Kathy. I really, really, I really love... I could sit and watch, like, Kathy Griffin videos all day long. So, yeah, that's Doesn't my... she do a lot of voice acting work still? Um, Or did she at not, one point? No. Not really. She's done, like... She's done, like, a, this amazing episode on CSI, but she actually talks about it because she wanted to have sex with... Um, Thingy Maloney. That's not CSI. Law and Order. But she's done so, like, genuinely, like, so much. Where is she? So, things that she's done are... She, oh, she was in the Slim Shady video. Do you know the red-headed nurse in the real yes. Slim Shady? That's Kathy Griffin. Right. Are yes. we done with that? Yes. Okay, future plans for ourselves. We she have... was also in Glee. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I forgot she was in Glee. Everyone was a bloody glee. That's true. <laughs> yeah, so future plans. Future plans. So we have Little Women, the unlimited screening is on Tuesday the 17th yes. of 12th. Yes. Uh, so we may see that. Um, well, I, you're probably going to see yeah, it. I might well, yeah, exactly. So that's why I put it in the notes. That is 135 minutes long, so you're not going to get out till yes. after 10 o'clock. <laughs> see if it'd be the Wednesday, that's fine. Yeah. Um, uh, and then, oh, the rugby might finish by then, actually. Then you we, say that, but the twice that... No, no, it's it's. I oh, think the actual rugby, right? Christmas for that by that time. And um, Paul's coming to Edinburgh. Paul's coming to Edinburgh. Uh, not just Paul. Uh huh. But Paul's ginger, so we'll have ginger three. Yes. Or boy, if you want to call him boy, we call him ginger boy. You can you you. Well, can we need that. that. We've got ginger one, ginger two. We nope. love ginger boy. You, you, you can call him that. I am not on the eighteen. Plausible deniability. And then Bebash twenty through. 23 23 23 23 it's at studio 54 yeah in april yes so now the other thing to remember is that is not or is that the bank holiday weekend yes Remem- it's bank holiday weekend remembering one of the bank holidays has moved to the friday yes that's a bank holiday so is the 30th of friday the bank holiday then or is the fourth the fourth is it actually the bank it's the yes. fourth because i know this one's still in may and this one now on a friday now he's going to check. I am. I, I know you are. Fine. I'd rather check that because it's not in the notes. Does it have to be in the notes? That is the dates of Bear Bash. Because you weren't organised. How was it not organised? I literally put into the notes Bear Bash 23, Studio 50 Paw, these are the dates that it's on. 
Yeah, so the 8th of May is the bank holiday. So in actual fact, if you are going, don't forget to take the Monday off. The Monday is not a bank holiday this year. It is for me. I'm at my work. Really? I'm yep. surprised because the bank's changed all of theirs yep. already. Nope. That's so we've already said, I mean, it doesn't help. The systems will probably not work on the Monday. But we'll see. Yep. Right, are we done? Yes! Yes! So, please subscribe, review and follow Bear With Me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify and Stitcher. We will get some... We have done some figures for review from Spotify, haven't we? Yeah, put them on. Yay! So thank you for everyone who's listening. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can contact the show by email at... PodcastBearWithMe at gmail.com See, see when I look at this. It's what? Got, it's got... Pod, is that a dot after the at? Um, no, it's just the underline. Oh, right, because you've underlined. Yeah. See, is that why I get it wrong when I say it? At dot gmail. That's you probably... don't, you don't say at dot gmail. <laughs> no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. You don't get it wrong because you say at dot gmail dot com. You normally get it wrong because you say podcast bear with me and that's it. <laughs> and my Instagram at podcast bear with me. Um, you can follow myself on Instagram at SparkyCub. And you can follow me on Just a Hometown Boy. You ready for this bit? We are. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening to us and bear with me. me.